Anywhere unless you want to. It's the Ron and Don Show, starring Ron and Don, and sometimes me at ronanddon.com. Hey, you guys, what's going on? Welcome to the real estate only edition of the Ron and Don Show. We take a couple minutes every Friday and we talk about real estate. So, if you're a new agent, you've been doing this a long time, or you're thinking about buying and selling here in the great specific Northwest, as my son likes to call it. Uh, don't forget, Ron and Don, we are here to help sell the sound. And uh, I think it's really important if you're going to be involved in a real estate transaction to actually learn something from it and learn about the real estate transaction. I would encourage you to follow Ron. In fact, you put some pretty cool stuff up on your page this week. And then I got a text message and an email that I'm going to read and I want Ron to respond to because it's about an article out in CNN this afternoon that talks about the $1.8 billion verdict. And it says the clock is ticking right now on the 6% real estate commission. Before we get to that, though, uh, let's talk about what's going on in your Facebook page because I think it's a really cool place and a really cool service that Ron is providing. Uh, he's like a professor of real estate, you guys, and I appreciate all the stuff that you're putting up right now. I think it's really cool. Uh, I, I created a series that nobody asked for uh, <laughs> of videos, and it is... <laughs> It is. Um, That's awesome. It is <laughs> questions that nobody asked me, but should. Uh, when whenever we talk ah, about real estate, people good. people love to talk about finishes. Love to talk about appliances. Love to talk about views, uh, hardwood floors, like all these uh, the room sizes, the uh, ceiling fans, vaulted ceiling, walk-in closets. Like I talk about that stuff all the time. Uh, granite countertops versus butcher block, like mm. all that sort of stuff, whether the finishes should be gold or uh, brushed, brushed silver, brushed like nickel, brushed nickel, all that uh, stuff. And, and I have never had anyone ask me the questions that I think they should be asking um, about uh, things with a house. And so I've been doing this series on uh, the first part of the series was where does the water go? Uh, and so in the Pacific Northwest, it rains a lot and, and dealing with water is a very big deal. Uh, another thing that nobody's asked me about is uh, earthquake retrofitting. We live in an earthquake zone. How, how can I tell if my house is earthquake ready? And so topics like that, uh, things even like um, electrical panels, um, talking about big systems in your house, things that actually cost a lot of money to fix and repair, things that nobody really looks at. Uh, and when you and I go and we look at a house with a buyer, uh, typically at the end of it, they're like, wow, I, I never looked at a house that way, the way that you and Don look at a house. And I'm probably never going to look at a house the same way again, uh, just with, with the, the way that we approach it. So I've been putting up this series. Uh, I try to make them a minute long uh, because that's sort of what the algorithm likes. And then um, if you need more info, just reach out to me. I find a lot of realtors that want you to talk about finishes because they don't know anything about the, the house either. So if, if, if you have torn into a house with a crowbar like I have, you know a lot about that house. So finishes are important at the end. Uh, but a lot of times, I have to say, when we sell homes, you can take a refrigerator 
that's a true Viking refrigerator and put it in, or you can do what I've seen people do and don't do this, but I've seen people do this where you could go online and just buy, buy a Viking plate and tear off the LG. People have no clue whether it's a Viking or an LG. They, ju- they just don't. It's the same with the stove. And then when it comes to granite countertops and waterfalls, a lot of people just don't know. And sometimes real estate agents are trying to razzle dazzle you with that. And even some suitcase general contractors out there, because they don't really know about what happens when you actually start going through that wall. And that's the important thing because the mechanicals in your house, when Ron talks about, for instance, where the water goes, it used to be, well, the water goes to my neighbor's house. Who cares, right? As long as it's not on my property. Well, now in most cities around America, you are responsible for the water that falls. And if the water goes into your neighbor's neighbor's house, you can become responsible now, especially if you built something that you didn't get permitted and it floods the neighbor's house next door. Most people don't know that. So important stuff to know you guys. Also, when it comes, Ron's talking about panels. Do you know there's panels and you might have a panel in your house right now, depending on when it was built. That's outlawed. It's a huge fire hazard. And the first thing that an inspector would do when he comes in and says, Hey, you have to tear this panel out. There's a lot of people that don't know that. And also, when it comes to water, uh, when it when it when it comes to water pumps, or when it comes to splits and mini splits, I find when people come visit from all over the country and they stay on my property, none of them could even operate a mini split because they don't even know what a mini split is or a, what a mini split does. So anyway. Hydronic heat, like things like that. If you want to add AC to a property right now, which is really important to do with climate change, how do you do that in a house that was built in 1908? That is something that Ron's been doing on this series. So I invite you to follow him, uh, Ron Upshaw on Facebook. Hey, this is something that we talked about a little bit last week, but I'm going to go ahead. My friend Sandy Wilcott sent this to me. Uh, Sandy was an amazing marketing manager for a very long time. In fact, we sat down with her last year at the end of our year, and we like to sit down with people that have great minds. Some of them have been our clients. Some of those are our friends, and some of those are like her. She worked at Starbucks, and now she's working for a big rocket company, and you can probably guess what that rocket company is. Uh, so she is, she, she has a big brain. She has a very big brain. She also loves real estate, right? Anyway, she sent this to me the other day and she said, Don, did you see this? This is from CNN.com. Hiya, you probably have seen this, but just in case, after a $1.8 billion verdict, the clock is ticking on the 6% real estate commission from CNN business. I wrote her back and I said, you know what, Sandy? That is really actually great news. And she said, you know what? It is because it'll definitely weed out those who are not high on service. She said, I appreciate the fact you guys have always gone above and beyond for your clients, which makes it easier for sellers and buyers to justify commissions. It's a true partnership. She said, you know what? It's about time that this conversation has happened. I have to tell you, I put something earlier on my Facebook this week about having this discussion, and I got attacked from realtors everywhere because they were so pissed and they were so mad. Ron, they do not want to have this conversation. Most realtors out there, why is that? Uh, because uh, they, they can't articulate why. Um, so let's think about this for, for a minute. When did So in case you don't know, uh, in real estate, it's, a, it's based on commission. And so why is that? Well, because if you did it by hour, let's take it you're representing a buyer, for instance. 
there's buyers that I've had that we looked at 75 houses or we looked at 80 houses. And so if you had to hire me by the hour. And they still live in a trailer. They never bought a house. Right. <laughs> so if you, if you had to hire me by the <laughs> hour, well, let's take that example. And then you decide not to buy. Which so she did. Should, yeah, should I send you a bill trailer. that says, hey, I make $200 an hour. You've consumed 100 hours of my time. Here's your bill. Yeah. Uh, so people would not want, the, there would be a revolt on that. And so, uh, and then let's take another buyer that ended up buying. And so, and it's like some, anyway, instead of it being an hourly rate or a flat rate service, people said, well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to build this in uh, to the, to a commission structure. And in real estate, it's typically been three, 3% for the buyer, 3% from the seller. And when that was sort of evolved into that state, where, where were we in the world? Probably in the 1970s, maybe even earlier, the average price of a house uh, in those times was maybe a hundred grand. I don't know. My, less. my parents bought their first house in 1976 in Grandwood Park, Illinois. Uh, it was a brand new house for $34,000. Yeah. yeah. So when you're thinking about 34, you know, 3% of 34 grand, it's not a tremendous amount of money. Mm. Now you come into King County in present day when the average price of a house is a million or maybe 1.1 million. Let's just call it a million because that's easier to do the math on. And now you're talking about $60,000 uh, in commission on that house uh, if you do three and three. And so this verdict actually went back because this happened in the state of Missouri. It's a Kansas City verdict, Kansas City jury. And uh, they were suing the National Association of Realtors, Keller Williams, Berkshire Hathaway, and some others. I pulled the, the memorandum from the Department of Justice and I read through the claims. And so the, if you, the, it's really interesting. You can just search for that if you want. Because a lot of times you get a, a story from CNN or Wall Street Journal or whatever, and they kind of gloss over the how things work and just want to focus on the jury and focus on the verdict and that it could go up to $5 billion. And I want to know what are the claims? What are the claims of this case? Mm. Uh, and, and what were they trying to prove? What did this, this lawsuit try to prove? Well, among the claims were that it was, there was a huge lack of transparency from the industry to buyers specifically. And so a couple of things would happen. Number one is they had a rule in most of the listing services around America where the buyer's compensation was not disclosed. All right. If you were a buyer or a seller and you're looking out on an MLS, nowhere would you find what the compensation for the buyer's agent was. So it was completely in a, in a black box somewhere. And so that was part of a That was a rule uh, that was established by the National Association of Realtors and sent out to its member organizations that ran MLS boards. Do not disclose that. So that's one thing that, that the, the lawsuit said is like, wait a minute, this is not transparent. Uh, and then another thing that they said is, well, I'm trying to remember this. There well, was, one, th one, one, th one thing is they, they in, in the particular case I read, uh, they have to refund a lot of money because they had taken advantage of a lot of Native, Native Americans, and in, and in some cases, they took a they took advantage of cultures where English 
was not their first language and the complex or, or the contracts on purpose were super complex, which uh, they which they are. Another so. thing that the Department of Justice pointed out was that um, realtors, members of the National Association of Realtors in these member MLSs were allowed to tell buyers, don't worry about it. Your your side is free. Buying a house is free because the other side pays the commission. Mm. And so they would use the word free or they would insinuate that there was no cost to a buyer. Mm. And so the seller's agents that brought this lawsuit that were like, time out there, Sparky. Look at my settlement sheet. Look at when I look at my when I finish the deal and I get a piece of paper that says what all my fees are. Your fee is right there. Yeah. It says buyer's fee 3%. Mm. So it hell no, it's not free. I paid for it. Uh, and so, and there's other claims that they made in there. And so then it talks about the antitrust laws. So this goes back if we're let's do a quick history class, folks, the Sherman Act. So the, the Sherman Act in, in American history was a law that was developed that said, hey, you can't have industries collude with each other uh, in the marketplace. That's bad for consumers. The, the United States believes in a free market environment where competition can drive price down or drive price up if that's what's needed. But you can't collude. So this goes back many, probably 100 years almost, I imagine. Uh, I, I don't remember the date off the top of my head. But what was happening in, in lots of industries, let's take uh, gasoline, for instance. You could say, you could go around, all the big gas CEOs would go to a luncheon and play some golf. Like, hey, Don. You forgot about the martini. They didn't have a martini. Yeah. What do you say we keep oil prices at $100 a barrel? Wink, wink, nod, nod. I'm, not, I'm never going to write this down. We didn't have this conversation. But I think it would be best for our uh, summer homes in the Hamptons if oil stayed at $100 a barrel for retail. And you're like, copy that. I'm going to go talk to my pal over here at Standard Motor, and we're talking to... So lo and behold, gas, despite what we were being charged, the gallons at the pump stayed exactly the same. Mm. Every oil company is the same exact price. And so there was no competition. And you could do this for any sort of environment. Uh, So they created this law, the Sherman Antitrust Law, said you can't do that. Businesses cannot collude to keep prices high. And so they applied this law to the real estate business and said, are real estate companies colluding with each one another to keep prices artificially high? And by prices, they mean commissions, not the price of your house, the price that consumers were paying uh, in compensation. And so what this jury says is, yeah, we believe that they are. We believe that when the MLS and the National Association of Realtors makes a rule uh, and puts it out there that the real estate commissions are going to be 6%. You're not going to disclose this to the buyer side. You keep that private and it's just in the contract with the listing agent. And then to enforce that rule, if you don't offer commission, we're not obligated to show your house. And then the other thing they said is like you could, the MLS would have a feature for agents where they could search by commission and choose to not show listings that were below a certain commission level. And so those things were easily provable, uh, where they could go out and prove that those existed, that, that you could do that. So in other words, a buyer comes to Don and says, I would like to look in Fremont. And so Don goes out to the MLS, 
there's 25 houses that are available, but but 10 of them don't have a commission structure. And we worked like. at a brokerage here where they would have meetings and they 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 would say this, hey, if there's not a, a commission on the other side or if that's a discounted commission, you don't have to show that house. So that was certainly happening. There is a Washington state law that says if there's zero commission, yep. then you don't have, the agent doesn't have to show the house. There you go. So the, the point is, is that they said, this lawsuit was saying, we believe- that the National Association of Realtors and these real estate companies have colluded to keep prices artificially high. So what is the upshot of that? They won this case. It, it's going to have ripple effects nationwide. What does it mean to us? How does this apply to people in Washington that may be thinking about buying or selling a house? Well, um, it's not going to require agents to demonstrate their value. And so this is where it gets really tricky because how do you demonstrate your value? I'll give you a great example of something that I do that I think is incredibly valuable and it's also invisible. I take a tremendous amount of care and effort to prevent you from getting sued. All right. That's a big part of my job uh, in a real estate deal in the Ron and Don real estate team. Don is doing a lot of stuff in the, in the field that you can see and touch. You can go out and say, I, we used to have these floors. Now we have these floors. Everybody can see it. Everybody can go, wow, that's valuable. Thank you for helping me get that installed in my house. At the end of the deal, uh, it's hard for me to say, isn't it great that you didn't get sued? Uh, because that would have cost you a tremendous amount of money because you would have had to hire a real estate lawyer. I would Ron, Don and I would have to hire a real estate lawyer. It would be probably four to $500 an hour. And if you're on the sell side, the house gets locked up and you can't, you can't sell the house. And the next thing you know, right, there's, there's liens be against the house and, liens a court fight. and, and yeah. this could drag on and on and on. It, it does so the fact that you didn't get sued is a direct result of my expertise in the contract. And a direct result of me looking out for you and not exposing you to legal jeopardy. And so that um, is built into your commission. So can I say that, wow, hey, Ron and Don, you guys made $30,000 in commission on this house. Uh, it doesn't say, what did you do? Well, part of what I did is protected you from a lawsuit. So that's number one. Uh, and then we have to demonstrate value of what, what did we do? How did we market your house? How did we partner with you to get a good result? How did we, let, let's say for instance, so we had this $30,000 imaginary number that we just had. Let's say the mortgage on that house was $6,000. All right. Which is not unreasonable to think six to seven grand. Does that seem reasonable? Sure. Um, and so let's say that because of the marketing we did, um, we were able to get that house sold in six days, closed in 30. Well, you got to not make another mortgage payment. So that's a savings to you of $6,000. It's never if, just marketing a house, though. It, it, but you know, I'm just it, it, taking it, numbers. It, yeah, it's we prep a house for months and months. So. so let's take those two invisible things. You didn't get sued, and you didn't have to make one additional mortgage payment of $6,000. So let's just call that fifteen grand. Well, value. And, and then and then usually in a hard market, we, we still uh, many times have brought multiple buyers to the table, which means they have to compete and push the price up. And they'll, well, they'll that's do, what I'm saying. Yeah. So now in the value, yeah. we you you put your house on and we have a meeting where you said, I want to get a million dollars. Don and I go to work and you end up getting a one point two million dollars or the house isn't worth a million. And you get an offer at some point for nine hundred because it was never worth a million in the first place. But people look at the Zillow number and go, that must be what my house is worth. And it's like. 
No, that's the Zillow number, but uh, the market decided your house is worth something different. And so. so if I went to you and I said, Don, what would you pay me? What would my value be if I got you an additional $200,000? Um, and only you can answer that question. But to me, I would pay a lot of money to get an extra $200,000. Now, we can't... <laughs> would you pay $250,000 to get an extra $200,000? I would not. Okay, smart but, guy. But my point is, is articulating your value and showing how you are bringing value to a, a very big transaction to justify the compensation you got, that is now the, the law of the land, at least in Missouri. Yeah, I talked to someone else the other day that's connected to MLS here. I also talked to somebody that's connected to a big real estate brokerage, and they said that they are losing realtors right now in droves, in absolute droves. Uh, and they should be, because a lot of realtors stepped into this, uh, and it, people didn't understand the numbers, and now they do, and now they're going to understand them more than ever, and you're going to have to articulate uh, articulate your value. And I'm going to have to be able to say articulate. It's <laughs> very articulate of you. <laughs> Let me read something to you because we like to brag about ourselves. Do you have a horn? I do not have a horn. Honk, honk. Anyway, this just came from uh, our client. Her name is Iris. Uh, we just sold her house uh, down in Burley, which is Port Orchard. And it was a really cool house, you guys. It's a really, really great house. So this is from uh, Iris and Brian. So uh, this is coming up on my phone a moment ago. And now it's not coming up on my phone. So do you have it on your phone? Let me give it a shot. Stand by. It's not coming up on my phone. There it is. Just came up. Uh, here's a review that uh, she just wrote for Google. So I just want to share it with you guys. And it's kind of what we were talking about. And also, it makes us look great. <laughs> hey, Ron and Don, this is the best real estate experience we've ever had. Ron and Don are amazing to work with. Their level of knowledge and expertise was beyond compare. Uh, Ron and Don provided two extremely competent professional realtors. They are for the price of one. Communication, their communication was top notch, and it was such a pleasure. Ron and Don know the market. They know the region. They have great contacts. They suggested very reputable, trustworthy vendors. There's a moving company, a repair and upgrade company, all kinds of sources, landscaping, flooring, staging professionals, photography. Ron and Don handled everything from day one and they made the entire process as smooth and effortless as possible. Plus, they sold our house in only four days for above the asking price. And this just happened. Uh, in fact, it closed yesterday. We cannot express enough how positive Ron, oh, wow, how positive Ron and Don made the entire experience for us. It's amazing to have worked with two such competent and trustworthy realtors. We would highly recommend them to anyone looking to buy or sell in the area. Ron and Don sell the sound, and that is from Brian and Iris. So anyway... You guys, it is so fun to meet you. It is so uh, fun to come out, be a part of your lives, your transaction, meet your kids, meet your goats, meet the deer in your front yard, uh, jump on a ferry, have a cup of coffee, do a sit down virtually, then come do a sit down in person. Some of you that have lost loved ones and people that you love and care about. And sometimes those such things are left behind and we have to do some really difficult stuff by going through 
the garage, right? And figuring out how we're going to get rid of this car and this trailer uh, and these clothes and all the hard things. That's why we are here. That's why I'm in this business. That's why I know Ron is in this business because at the end of it, we want to put a big check in your pocket. We want to articulate our value to you and we want to make sure that you have great lives. So thanks for trusting us to be your friends. Thanks for trusting us to be your broadcasters all these years. And thanks for trusting us to be your realtors all around the sound. If you want to sit down with us, it would be our honor. All you have to do is go to ronanddunnsitdown.com right now, get signed up for a sit down. We can sit down for 30 minutes, find out about your real estate journey, and then uh, figure out where we want to go from there. And sometimes people just need us for a resource. I'm building an ADU. I'm building a day do in the backyard. Somebody reached out today and said, I'm hanging on to this piece of property, but I'm moving to New York. Do you know someone that could help manage it? So for everybody that reaches out and you need our help, uh, whether there's a transaction uh, now or in the future, or there never is, we appreciate you trusting us and uh, reaching out sometimes uh, with the most intimate parts of your life. Thank you for trusting us. He's Ron. I'm Don. Ron Upshaw, Don O'Neill on our social media. That's Charlie the dog on the floor. Hey, if you need us, again, just reach out. In fact, if you need a buyer playbook or a seller playbook, reach out to Ron. You can write him right now, ron at ronanddon.com, and we'll send that to you today. And just this week, we're going to be out doing three visits on different properties to help people understand the value of that property and what we could do to that property in order to sell that property on the springboard uh, that's coming up at the end of January. Okay. Want to thank our good friend, well, we have lots of friends. My son's going to lock us out. Uh, I want to thank John Baker for helping us with Thrawn and Don TV that's coming in January of 2024. I want to thank Alex for helping with the newsletter. If you don't get that, a lot of cool stuff in there. We send it out once a week. You get signed up for that at Ron and Don. Uh, dot com. We call it the Nation News. And uh, also want to thank Paul right now. He's over in Ireland. He plays in a rock and roll band. And boy, can that guy rock. And he also helps produce this show. All right, here comes my son. You keep your head up and your shoulders back. Thanks for listening to Real Estate Only. Every Friday, you've been listening to the Ron and Don Show. Only on the Ron and Don Radio Network. Now keep your head up and your shoulders back. And keep blowing that trumpet. And we'll see you next time. Only. 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 Only on the Ron and Don Radio Network. Thank <laughs> you.